Runs Recognize your fragrance, hold up, you ain't never gotta say shit, uh, and I know you taste this a little bit, mmm, high maintenance, uh, everybody else basic, you live life on an everyday basis with poetic justice, poetic justice, if I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it, I mean I write poems in these songs, dedicated to you. What's good, neighborhood, we're back, we're better, hey, we're back with another episode of Broken Records, it's your boy Rated Rashawn, we're in here. It's your boy Marquise QSAF. It's your boy Easy. What's good, peoples? Hey, we are here to continue on the Kendrick pack. We already gave y'all um, Section 80. We're not about to give y'all Kendrick Lamar's second studio album, but his first major album, Good Kid Massey. Fellas, that, that, al- that album just deserves a, a standing ovation right there. Niggas just need to clap just because of that title. 2012. Good Kid. Mad City. Sean, where were you when this album dropped? Bruh. This was 2012 high school. Bruh, I was at 3200, to be honest. Shit, I was at (laughs) that. That's what, bruh. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet. I had to come in 2013. I was definitely, I was definitely in the thick of high school, twenty twelve. That's crazy. I think this album really made people a Kendrick Lamar fan. Like people that didn't know Kendrick Lamar or didn't even like Kendrick Lamar, they had no choice but to respect him and like give him his props because I don't know about y'all boys, but this is probably one of my, if not, all time favorite albums. Sheesh, and that. You know, I, I don't I don't just give that acknowledgement or that recognition just to any old album, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to be pretty deserving to be on that list. And with this album, bro, like my favorite songs on this album. So in you know, it's not there's no coincidence that my favorite album and my favorite song are on the same, you know, it's the same thing. So I just where was I at? I just I was a young nigga, you know, in Lake City. That's my last year at Lake City, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> You know, it's just me, you know, going through the world, you know, finding my place in the world. And that phrase, good kid, mad city, I'm not even going to get into that much, but we'll get into that later. But hi, where were y'all boys at? Where was you at when the album dropped? Shit, I was cool with another real nigga at 32, you know. Come on. Bruh, right now, one thing going through my head is, like, I used to remember niggas was, like, Singing backstreet freestyle word for word and not taking breaths, bro. Like, even it got to the point where niggas would get on stage with Kendrick and would do the same thing. Like, I just remember the energy this album gave you. Like, he had the radio hits. Like, this is the last time Kendrick made radio hits on purpose, by the way. <laughs> this album right yeah. here. Like, he just, but even with that, the concept within this album, the movie, I mean, if you look at the album title, Good Kid Mad City, a short film by Kendrick Lamar, and you really feel like you in the in the thick of it. Absolutely, bro. I was like I was te- like I was telling y'all earlier, bro. This album right here was this was I felt like I went to Compton when I listened to this album, bro. Like 
that that's legit how you feel when you listen to this, <clears throat> to this project. Like it takes you on an experience. A lot of rappers can't do that when they drop projects. You know what I'm saying? A lot of rappers try. Yeah. And don't yeah. succeed. But me being, you know, being a Cole fan, I appreciate good music. You know what I'm saying? And if you just listen to Kendrick's music, you have to, you you got it. You ain't got no choice but to tip your cap. You ain't got no choice. Sheesh. If you start breaking down, you know, the album, like the name of it, Good Kid, Mad City, like what Sean was saying, like he pushed you into the city of Compton and uh, Eric was breaking down earlier by Cohen kind of allude to it, let him take over. Good kid, Ken Lamar is obviously, you know, talking about himself. Mad City, he's always talking about Compton. So just think about when you're listening to the album, just think about a good kid in a mad city, like a kid going through life in his city. And Eric was breaking down earlier um, what the whole album cover means, a lot of the difference between the album cover and the album deluxe cover. So, Eric, what, what would you, uh, would you drop some knowledge on Eric? Well, like I was saying earlier, and like one of the things I'm big on is concept. Like that's why I like artists like Kendrick, Logic, and Cole and stuff like that. I like the whole storytelling uh, aspect of rap. So if you pay attention, if you happen to do so, um, the Good Kid, Mad City uh, standard cover, not the deluxe with the minivan, but the standard, is Kendrick sitting uh, with some family members. I can't remember the exact order, or whatever, but like he's with his uncle and some cousins and stuff like that. And you see all their eyes are blacked out. And, you know, all the only eye you see is Kendrick. And you know what I'm saying? On top of the table, you see a 40, you see some juice maybe for Kendrick, and you just see an assortment of stuff on there. But like the album, the reason Kendrick's eyes aren't blinked out is because he's telling you his position from like a point of like nativity. Like he doesn't know what's going on. He's an innocent kid. Like he's naive to all this. He knows his uh, cousins, you know, they're big gangbangers or whatever. He knows they're living that life and he's only experiencing that through them. But he's still growing up, like, like we were saying, 1980, like the crack academic and stuff like that. So Kendrick lets us see Compton through his eyes. You know what I'm saying? So just for him to break that down and then the album do that same justice to the cover art, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta give him his due diligence. Give him his roses. I mean, that's, that's it right there. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. But <clears throat> like you was talking about earlier, like, with concepts, I just think that there was just so many concepts like behind the album. Like, he talks about the story behind um, a shorty he was talking to, like at the time, Shireen, which is the first song on the album, uh, Shireen, aka Master Splinter's daughter. And basically, the story behind that song is um, Shireen is the shorty that, you know, Kendall Lamar is, you know, talking to at that time of his life. And um, she, they're both, they both grew up in the hood, basically, but the hood, in her perspective, you know, she becomes a product of her environment, basically. And you see that in the storytelling of, you know, um, the song, and I think Kendrick Lamar, uh, throughout this, like it was a later part of the song, well, I guess the outer loop, if you want to call it that. Um, you hear some of her older brother, well, we, what we assume is her older brother, is um, <coughs> kind of checking up on Kendrick, saying, like, Hey, bro, you here for Shireen? And you know, obviously, Kendrick is so, uh, they go on to you know, do what they do, um, amongst that environment, interrogate him, see what he's about, you know what I'm saying, and that is kind of you know, pretty much gives us a first glimpse of what Kendrick does or like how he like interacts on a day-to-day basis because I'm pretty sure that is a, like a daily norm for, you know, anybody at that age or anybody at that time growing up in Compton. 
and shoot, even just uh just backtrack a little bit <clears throat> with how we were breaking down stuff. The title in itself, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick said that the MAD acronym, which is supposed to be spelled out, lowercase m, capital A, capital A, lowercase d, uh, it's got two meanings. Uh, the first one is My Angry Adolescence Divided and My Angels on Angel Dust. Uh, Kendrick said that was me, and it's the reason why I don't smoke. It was just me getting my hands on the wrong thing at the wrong time and being oblivious to it. So that's what he alludes to whenever he says Mad City, even the song that he has. like It's all surrounded and all kind of encompasses that same thing. Yeah, you just broke down the reason he doesn't smoke. You know, he's the city, you know, made his life. The city basically got some waste lean. I mean, some waste weed and the city. And so that was the reason he doesn't smoke now. And that kind of just like, I think uh, what you're reading off too, Eric, I don't know if you uh, mentioned it, but it says something like my angels on angel dust and yeah. the angel being on Kendrick, you know, being symbolizing Kendrick, you know, being innocent and, you know, angel dust symbolize, you know, uh, the drugs and activity that went on that city. So if I just, I don't want to, do want to go and dive into ratings or I got boys ready to ready? I still want to break it down. I mean, Hey, it's, it's, it's our app, so we can do whatever we want. So, hey, we, hey, whatever y'all boys want to do, I'm ready. True, but I think the preceding song after uh, the intro song, Shrain, um, aka Masculine's Daughter, uh, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, that's probably the biggest hit song off that album. Like, would y'all boys agree? Yeah, I think that's what made Kendrick blow. I, this song did not stay, stop playing on the radio for, like, months. I, I think it recently probably just stopped, to Bruh, be honest. Like, I, I was just talking to Smoke about this the other day. Well, matter of fact, earlier today, I was saying, bro, that song became a, it became not, I'm not going to say a movement, but people would tell you that. Like, they were like, bro, stop killing my vibe or don't kill my vibe. That became like a thing people said, not just let alone from the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. That literally became like a thing people were saying all the time. So that 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 goes to show you how big that song was. I feel that. And then on the deluxe edition, the remix, you get Jay-Z on it, on your uh, sophomore album. Like, the only other company to do something like that was Drake, you know what I'm saying? So that already puts you into regard what kind of career Kendrick is kind of setting himself up for. Right. And Sean, you was talking earlier of uh, the features on this album. How did Kendrick go get a Mary J. Blige feature? Like Bro, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, this is your second album, and you got Mary J. Blige, Jay, J Rock, Dr. Drake, that cosign right there. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you look, but I'm look, come on, man. It's there. I, like, I don't know what to say, bro. Like, if you just look at the feature list, like I said, when I looked at the feature list back in 2012, I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to this. Yeah, you got Mary yeah. J on here. Come on, sheesh. Hey, I don't know if y'all boys remember this actually, but. <clears throat> You know, that thing with rumors and Kendrick, but the rumor was that Kendrick wanted to produce a film um, basically inspired by this album itself. It was supposed to have Kendrick starring in it. Shia LaBeouf was supposed to direct it. And uh, Rihanna was supposed to play a charade. I don't know if y'all boys remember that. That rumor started circulating maybe a year after the album dropped. It was supposed to come into works, but, you know, it's hard to get Rihanna to drop music, so I don't know if she'll do any movies. Bruh. I don't even know. I ain't heard about that, honestly. Like, that's something you showed me that I ain't never heard about. But I was going to go into, like, even the concepts behind, like, his visuals and stuff like that for, you know, like, the songs. Because um, I don't know how many of y'all boys uh, actually, you know, watched or, like, dived into the music video. But the music video pretty much personifies, like, everything that the song's trying to give off. Like, 
the symbolism of him getting baptized, like the visuals, like him going around his neighborhood. So it's just, and he had Mike Epps in it too. So like, yeah, you already I know the man was good if he had Mike yeah. Epps in it. <laughs> but I just, bro, it's just so many good songs in here because if you like even proceed on to the next song, um, what's the next song? Backseat Freestyle Air, you alluded to like, Kendrick was really like showing his versatility, like with these first three songs. Like he's told you, he gave you the storytelling, he gave you the radio hit, and now he's just about to spit. Like for I don't know how long the song is, like like I don't know how long it lasts, but like he's straight spitting for like the duration of that song. So, but I feel like if you listen to Backstreet Freestyle, you shouldn't have been surprised that something like uh, Control was coming out. Like this was really a precursor to this or to that song, in my opinion. Bro, the amount of shit he's talking in this song, like, I don't know if you see the videos, the niggas that he got behind him, like, Kendrick was coming for next. Let me see if I can. Bro. Yeah, I can't, like, I don't know if y'all boys want me to rap this uh, word for word right now, but if you just go back to the lyrics, or shit, even look at the video, if you just want to see a masterpiece in itself, just watch what Kendrick is saying. Like, bro, since we talk about lyrics, whoa. What would you what would y'all say is y'all favorite songs off this project? Shoot. <clears throat> just a few, just a few. You don't gotta <laughs> you don't gotta break all the way down. Just a few favorites. Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst. Oh <laughs> my god. That song is <laughs> bro. That song is timeless. He could handle that song, bro. Like, it's timeless. Money trees, like. I feel like J-Rock J delivered hard. I feel like that's really what made me a J-Rock fan. Um, just hearing that. That's what inspired me to listen to his later albums, like 90559 and stuff like that. Uh, Swimming Pools. Shit, even Poetic Justice. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't my favorite song, but like I was definitely intrigued just because Drake was on it. And so, uh, and Backstreet Freestyle. I know that jumped from top to, top to bottom. You, you didn't like Poetic Justice when it first dropped? No, I, I listened to it because Drake was in it, but I don't think it's my favorite song off this album, but I feel like it deserves his recognition. Um, I'll go next. Um, Eric, you can tell we homeboys, bro, because you definitely picked about four of my five just now. Like, look, I'm going to try to give some other ones, you know. But, yeah. bro, I, de like, I definitely love Poetic Justice. Look, both of them, when he didn't have Drake on it, when he did, look, hard. Come on, that beat is hard. Production, that's that's why I like, bro. Kendrick and Cole, they they take their talent in production. A lot of rappers don't do that, bro. They just worry about them. But production sells music. Remember that. <laughs> look, look, I'm look, just some little gems out there for the people, <laughs> bro. But uh, Money Trees, I think Money Trees is probably the best song on the album. You think so? I think I think at the end of the day you got to look at it and call it what it is. Money Trees is probably the best song on the album. Like I'm just look, that's just how I feel. Uh, I feel like it's peer pressure. Say that again. No, I just feel like you know a song's good when it gets a part two, and the part two was was on J Rock's album. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. I, I see what you're saying. Look, <laughs> like, let's just call it for what it is. Money Trees is the best song on the album. That's look, I'm just saying like, that here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a, those are my few. Uh, I said that I like the art of peer pressure too. I just like the yeah. storytelling in that song. Um, but Q, you got it. Well, I guess since you, uh, you know, just go out there saying, you know, what's the best song? Um, all <laughs> the songs are, you know, pretty good in my opinion. But if I had to say what my favorite song is, it probably have to be my favorite song of all time as well. Um, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. 
Uh, that song is 12 minutes long, and it's just it's a good 12 minutes. Worth every minute. Like, worth every minute. Worth every second of it. It basically tells the story uh, from three different uh, perspectives. Um, well, not three different perspectives, like three different stories. Uh, Kendrick's, uh, his homeboy's brother, Dave's brother, um, passes away uh, in the first story, you know, the gang violence. And um, I don't, I'm not going to lie, like when I first listened to the song and he said, and if I die before your album drops, and then you hit a gunshot, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, how much more in the song can you be? With that in it, you know what I'm saying. So it just goes to show like how much imagery goes behind Kendrick's production of music. And the next story um, is what I was mentioning earlier. We did an earlier pack for Section 80. Uh, it's an extension of Keisha's song, um, where it tells the perspective of uh, I believe it's Keisha's sister or somebody related to Keisha, where they take the same path that she does. And basically, in the song. Uh, she's talking to Kendrick. She's addressing Kendrick because, you know, her and Kendrick know each other and Kendrick know what she's doing, I guess, to make ends meet uh, in her, during that time. And she says, how are you going to judge me? You don't know what it takes to walk a day in the shoes of my life. So they're basically like another story of how the system corrupted her sister to, you know, you know, make a way. Uh, and then the last song is him self-reflecting on, on himself and like the city around him and asking some interpersonal questions like, Am I worth it that I do no work, uh, you know, to basically uphold the promises he had because him dropping his album was almost a dedication to all his dead homies as well. You know what I'm saying? Like he tells the first story about how Dave's brother passed away in his arms and also the people he came up with that fell, you know, corrupt to the system. It's just I take it for what it is, man. Like you cannot like a song with that amount of concept and that, you know, much history and like how much work he put in a song like that. Um, Money Tree is also a good song on it. Uh, I like Poetic Justice um, off the rip. Like when I heard that uh, Drake and Kendrick had a song, that's probably like one of the first songs I listened to. Um, listen to the album because I never used to listen to albums like from beginning to end. I used to always like play the hype songs first and then play the songs. After the hype songs, the songs that were good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it just, bro. I just I don't know how you can not like his album, bro. Like like I said, it's one of my all time favorite albums. Um, if I had to rate it, it would be a 10. Uh, I've been waiting on this. <laughs> bro, what are you laughing at, bro? Bro, I just remember you gave uh, Section 80 a 9 out of 10, so I need to hear this one. I did, I did. I know what I did, I did. <laughs> bro, you don't think it's a 10 out of 10? So you're giving Good Kid Mad City a 10 out of 10? Right, right, correct. You don't think it's a 10 out of 10? I think it's a nine out of ten, bro. To be honest, probably, like nine, I give it a nine point five. But I'll let you, you explain why yours is a ten. No, I already oh, explained. I already halfway explained why mine's a ten. Why is yours not a ten? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I just feel like there's some songs on here, like, like what? Compton, uh, Dr. Dre. I don't know. I, that wasn't a song I really gravitated to. Um, Good kid, I think that was the one of Pharrell that was in, or yeah, producer, something like that. That one didn't stick with me all the way, but for the songs that did, which the majority of the songs on this album did, like they they hit. But I just know what his other projects are, and so if I'm comparing them to that and then comparing this as a standalone work, I feel like it's a nine out of ten, which I feel like is very very fair and deserving to say, considering some rappers' catalog don't even match up to this one album. Okay. 
I appreciate the honesty. It's on you. So little jab. Hey man. I, I think I would have to give this album. Uh, I want to give it a, a nine out of ten. But I think I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of ten just because this is my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like this album really, it's a complete project, like, through and through. Like, you can tell he really took his time with this. Like, this, bro, that, this album felt like it, he probably was working on it for, like, two or three years. That's what, like, that's how, that's what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, somebody right. that puts that much work into it, like, and it was my first time really like, all right, let me let me see what this Kendrick Lamar dude is about. Like it was the the perfect first album to listen to. Like, especially to a young nigga coming up, like I was. So look, it's it's I can I see why I definitely see why Q got it out of ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. And I definitely understand why you got it out of nine and a half out of ten. So I'ma stick I'm a I'm a I'ma rock with you on this one. Word. So Sean, like you said that you listened to Good Kid, Mad City, and then you went back and listened to Section 80. So, like, having yeah. done all that, even with time, like, kind of marinating and stuff, do you still feel like Good Kid, Mad City is the better project? And if so, do you feel like this is his best project out of his entire uh, collection? Yes, I think this is better than Section 80. Good Kid, okay. Mad City is better than Section 80. Okay. I, I, will, I will put my, I will stamp that. Right. Uh, do I think this is my favorite this is it's my favorite out of his whole discography, but I don't think it's his best. It's it's not his best, but I love this album. But no, I the answer to your second question is no. <laughs> answer to your first question is yes. Or yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a question about it being better than Section Eighty. I feel like Section Eighty was I don't know. I'm just viewing it as like Kendrick knew he wanted to put Good Kid, Mad City out there, but I feel like he had to put out Section Eighty to get that recognition. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't even have to ask you what he thinks because he's very made it abundantly <laughs> clear how he feels about Q Q is gonna have ten out of tens for the rest of the pack. <laughs> he, he needs to have different answers for each album too. So they can't so go ahead and work on that. <laughs> Bruh. If it's a ten out of ten, I'm gonna call it ten out of ten. If it's not, I'm not gonna call it that. I'm really be the most fair in the situation for real. Like I can't no, be nobody. Your explanation needs to be different for each of the remaining two albums. That's all. You saying my explanation was going to be the same? That's what you're trying to assume? No, I'm just making sure that you knew it shouldn't be the same. That's all. Bro, I'm no, just he's saying, saying make like, sure you explain the 10 on each one. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I didn't explain the 10 on this one, Eric. You get us a 10? Yeah, he no. said it's a 10. See, I thought you were joking. No. I mean, you did, no. but. No. I'm, <laughs> done. I'm, done. I'm done talking to Eric for the rest of the, for the, rest of the recording. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, he I definitely knew. said this was a 10. Okay, well, I just hope your answer for the next ones are different. Like, I'm really interested, especially with uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. I feel like I was really in, like, a, a dilemma because I listened to To Pimp a Butterfly, and I went and listened to Damn. Now I went and listened to Pimp a Butterfly again, and it's just, like, it's really hard for me to distinguish which one of those two are my favorite albums. I'm, 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 I'm ready to talk about To Pimp a Butterfly. I'm not going to lie. Like, that... That's gonna be a long episode, fellas. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Well, so, if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to uh, wrap up this on um, Broken Record. It's your boy, Marquise Q Sav. Um, I know uh, 
I made a tweet earlier that uh, if Kendrick was to leave um, TDE, I'm gonna leave way there. But that was just a joke. You know, I'm gonna leave y'all boys for real. So uh, we we'll catch on the next one. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> No, we we gonna talk with administration and HR after this episode, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, we definitely got some paperwork to sign after this. But uh, nah, man, it's your boy Ready Rashad. Y'all boys holding the road. It's your boy Z. Y'all be easy out here. Peace.